The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. We have NFL Week 1 reactions. We have NFL Week 2 uh, predictions here. We have some of the lines, of course, from BovadaSportsBook.com, as we always do. Uh, you're listening, really, just to Sean today. Sam is off because we're just doing an NFL deep dive. So I'm going to be running through some of the Week 1 NFL storylines, um, and then, obviously, we're going to be digging into uh, some of the Week 2 odds and all that stuff um, as we move forward. Usually, I do a power rankings. Um, I'm not going to do that today. Let me just say this. I released a, uh, a quick, what was it, a quick preview of the Buffalo Bills um, and the Pittsburgh Steelers this week. And in the video on YouTube, it's youtube.com slash the underdog. By the way, the uh, the Fantasy Football Almanac, I, I, I still see it selling out there. If you want to get in and get some fantasy football advice, uh, get in on that. You can go to amazon.com, all that stuff. All the links are below. Um, but I thought it was surprising because when I went through the Buffalo Bills and the Pittsburgh Steelers game, I made the remark that they are two of the top three teams in the AFC along with the Kansas City Chiefs. And I got immediate pushback from people in that video saying, how is Pittsburgh a top three team in the AFC? And that, to me, it's just like mind-blowing that people would... Look, if you're going to push back and you disagree and you have Pittsburgh 4, 5, 6, something like that, that's fine. But to not even entertain the possibility that they're a top three team is just, to me, kind of mind-numbingly stupid. And I'll tell you why if you're one of these folks. One of them is Pittsburgh has had the best defense for the last five years. If you play fantasy football and you're in a, like a defense and special teams league, you should probably already know this. But for some reason, I started the, the fantasy football draft guide like I think in 2018, and I've had Pittsburgh ranked in the top two every single year and they've by the way they finished in the top two every single year they didn't finally get a, a, a top one or two ranking until last season and this is true you could go back I mean if there are things that keep track of that stuff like preseason rankings you can go back and look everybody thought I was crazy Pittsburgh always sacks a quarterback they generate turnovers and they keep low points in fantasy football you generally get two of the three you get a defense that can sack the quarterback and get turnovers, but they give up a lot of points. Or you'll see a team that stops teams. They don't give up a lot of points, but they don't generate you know either sacks or turnovers. You very rarely get all three together in the same group. And Pittsburgh is always that. This is a team that two years ago with Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph went eight and six because of that defense and special teams. Last year, their offense was great with Roethlisberger coming back. They started like 10-0, 11-0. They had a key injury. Devin Bush um, went out, and the, you know they started falling apart. I don't even think they fell apart defensively. The problem to me was offensively, the Pittsburgh Steelers would never run the ball. So they were a one-dimensional team. Teams figured out how to play them. Roethlisberger was just throwing you know seven-yard routes and shorter for the most part. And teams figured it out, and they, they played them well, and they got bounced in the postseason. That was predictable, and I did predict that. This season, my prediction for the Steelers is, and I'm not a Steelers fan, by the way, so there's no confusion here. My prediction is it's a new offense. They're going to run the ball. They're going to be two-dimensional. We saw them stick with the run, even though Buffalo was giving them nothing yesterday. And, uh, and what happened over the course of the game, Buffalo's defensive line got tired because Pittsburgh kept running, and because... The, the, the Steelers, I'm sorry, because the Bills defense had to honor and um, and respect the run game, things opened up over the top and they hit big plays to chase Claypool when they needed him down the road. And that's going to be there in January and February as well. So the Pittsburgh Steelers versus Buffalo Bills, yes, they are two of the top three teams in the AFC. Yes, I believe the Steelers are better than the Cleveland Browns, who, by the way, I think are also very, very good in their loss to Kansas City. The Browns and the Bills are both 0-1. They're going to probably win next week. I know the Bills play the uh, Miami Dolphins 
Uh, let me see who who's who do, who do we got here? I'm looking for the Cleveland game. If we have a line out from that yet, come on, I know you're there. I'm searching through. I should have got my my crack IT staff on this right now. Ah, Cleveland. Okay, so Cleveland next week, according to Bavada, is minus eleven and a half versus Houston. I think that line's way too big. Way too big. I'm going to take Houston in that line just to let you know. Uh, but Cleveland's going to win that game, everybody. Houston, man, they put it on Jacksonville. They weren't a bad team, man. And uh, to Rod Taylor, look, he's not the sexiest quarterback in the world, but he knows that system back from the days when he was uh, with the coach there in Baltimore and all that stuff. And they can run the ball. Uh, Cleveland's better. Houston, 11 and a half. That's a lot of points. I actually feel really good about that. I'm going to take Houston in that points. It's, it's, it's way too many. Buffalo, they're minus three and a half versus Miami. I'm going to take Buffalo all day in that one. Uh, and Pittsburgh, man, they're a good team, everybody. For crying out loud, give them some respect. Pittsburgh plays uh, Las Vegas next week, so that'll be a fun one. But, um, yeah, that was a great game. Let me get back to the game. Uh, there's a reaction video again on YouTube. Uh, if you want to check that, youtube.com slash the underdog. I'm not going to go delve too, too far into that game. Uh, but let me say this. Uh, it was two heavyweights. Pittsburgh won that game. I do think Pittsburgh, if they can stay healthy and the running game will get better, uh, they'll be there. What I would take away from a Buffalo fan is that their defense was fantastic. That was, I don't want to say it was their Achilles heel because they weren't awful last year, but the offense was so good. The Bills defense, which used to be the core of that team, was forgettable. Sean McDermott was not going to let them have a bad, or let me say a mediocre defense, an average defense two years in a row. They went out, they made some draft picks. They got, um, you know, some players back. Um, Some guys had opted out. This this defense is going to be really good. I said before the season that the uh, Buffalo Bills will be my AFC representative in the Super Bowl. Um, I'm not going to walk that back yet. I still think the Buffalo Bills are probably the best team. Um, Week one matchups are always tough uh, for teams. Uh, Josh Allen wasn't sharp. Neither was Roethlisberger. Uh, But, you know, I would honestly, I just think either uh, Pittsburgh, Buffalo, Kansas City, any one of those two, uh, those three teams, I think will be the Super Bowl representative. It's hard to pick one uh, since Buffalo is my preseason uh, pick. I'm going to go with Buffalo there. Attention listeners from across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston, do we have a pew problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have you cleared for takeoff. With their fourth generation and brand new Lawnmower 4.0, kick your pubes to the next planet with the Performance Package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools from the job. From the leaders in male grooming, join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code SPORTSAHOLIC20. You can see it in the show notes below. Once again, it's SPORTSAHOLIC20. Ready for an out-of-world experience, fellas. Look no further than the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped that has just taken off not only in the USA, but Canada, the UK, across Europe, Australia, South Africa, and Singapore. They're in Asia, baby. Manscaped, they have you covered. Inside the, the, the Performance Package, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your whole solar system. First scheduled for liftoff, the new Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, uh, this spaceship is here to guide you on a journey to trim your body, balls, butt, and even Uranus. That's right, everybody. We went there. This fourth-generation trimmer also features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to the advanced skin-safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor. A new multifunction on-off switch can engage a travel lock, and it's even waterproof, everyone. 
The Lawnmower 4.0 also has a 4000K LED spotlight you can turn on and off when needed for a more precise shave throughout your travels across the universe. The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker. It's like having a little astronaut to chop your worst weeds up top your nose and in your ear. That's my favorite one, everybody, the Weed Whacker. I use it all the time. If you have nose hair like I do and the ear hair, it's coming. It's not the. It's not my favorite thing in the world. Manscaped can get you going there. Uh, the Weed Whacker is also waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM powered 360 degree rotary dual blade system this nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin safe technology which helps prevents nicks snags and tugs in those delicate holes don't forget to use the crop preserver ball deodorant and their crop reviver to help your little planets be on their a game while feeling the sun's heat manscaped even threw in two free gifts into the Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag, Abort Harry Balls, and Buzz Light here, that Woody <laughs> with Manscaped. That's right. Everybody, get 20% off plus free shipping with the code SPORTSAHOLIC20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code SPORTSAHOLIC20 at manscaped.com. Your dick and balls need some help. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. So we're talking NFL. Obviously, I got the DirecTV. Um, I get on-demand NFL. I have Game Pass, so I get on-demand NFL twice. Uh, you get on-demand fantasy football advice. On-demand, on-demand, on-demand. The whole world is on-demand, and your customers are no different. Your customers have grown to expect a simpler way of doing business no matter your product. That's why more than 90,000 local businesses of all sizes turn to Podium, whether you have one location or 1,000 locations, Podium can help you stay ahead. Podium makes doing business as easy as sending a text because when texts get opened, business gets done. All your employees can text from a single inbox offering a smoother experience for your customers, but also for you, right? If everybody's texting from the same inbox, it's smoother for you as well. Answering questions, send a text. Collecting reviews, send a text. Scheduling appointments or deliveries, send a text. Payment collection, yes, payment collection, that's important. You send a text. These days, look, home service providers, they're responding uh, faster, and they're winning more jobs than their competition. When a homeowner wants to get in touch, they don't have to leave a voicemail anymore. Texting lets you get back in touch faster. If you were the first to reply, you are way more likely to get that job. Retailers are increasing revenue by allowing customers to shop via text message. Even when stores open, many people still want to shop from home. A jeweler just sold a $5,000 ring with a few text messages and even coordinated curbside pickup with Podium. Today's customers expect on-demand everything, even from local businesses. Stay ahead of the competition with Podium. They have free plans for growing businesses, plus all the power growing businesses need to scale. It's all about scale, everybody. Scaling is important. Podium has you covered. Get started today at podium.com slash TFS. That's podium.com slash TFS, as in the functional sportsaholic. Check the show notes below. I got you covered. All right, so let's uh, bring it back. I want to react to one more thing here before we get into week two stuff. Um, the Green Bay Packers got housed by the New Orleans Saints. And, you know, we didn't really know what to expect. And let me say this about the Saints. I don't think we're ever going to really truly know what to expect from the Saints. Um, you know, Jameis Winston probably paid the be uh, played the best game of his career. But the one thing we know about Jameis Winston is he can put up five touchdowns a week. He can give you five interceptions a week. Um, I think the, the, the signs are encouraging is that he was taking a safe pass. 
Um, I think it helped him to have a year or a year and a half. And I think it was one year, maybe two years. I can't remember. But behind Drew Brees, learning from Sean Payton, he played a really good quarterback, the best he's ever played. I don't know if he's going to be able to do that um, all season long, but if he plays like he played uh, last week, doesn't always try to go and push the ball into coverage downfield. If he takes the safe receptions and lets his players do the work, the Saints are going to be every bit as good as they were last year. Okay. Um, they won and dominated in the trenches. And this goes to show you, man, Green Bay. Um, I, I got two notes on Aaron Rodgers. First of all, if you're going to kind of be a jerk in the offseason, I, I, I am an Aaron Rodgers apologist. And I don't apologize for that. Um, I'm an Aaron Rodgers fan, and I supported Aaron Rodgers through everything. But, you know, if you're going to make that an offseason, like a polarizing offseason, you better perform. Uh, he left himself open to criticism. He knows that, though. Um, tough week for him, um, but I think that was a karma smack. Uh, but the Green Bay Packers also, to Aaron Rodgers' point, I mean, you got to have some weapons, man. You're in, you're supposedly investing in the you know in the rest of the team, and you're not getting Aaron Rodgers' weapons in the receiving game. So you should have a team that will not be dominated in the offensive and defensive line, which is what happened yesterday in New Orleans. It was embarrassing. New Orleans wasn't even at home; they were playing in Jacksonville. Just embarrassing. Just embarrassing for the Green Bay Packers, but they'll be back. It's a long season. Um, everybody in the NFC North is 0-1, um, and actually, I got to say, the, the Detroit excuse me, the Detroit Lions looked the best out of all those teams, if you can believe it, but uh, Green Bay, Bavada had it minus four in that game, and I was on Green Bay hard on that game, and I got my butt kicked, and Green Bay got their butt kicked, so good for them, but uh, let's go through some week two lines. I know it's early in the week, um, but let's just, you know, turn the page on the week, even though we still have the Raiders and the Ravens tonight. Uh, by the way, I, let's just assume for the purposes of this pick, or these picks here as we run through everything, let's just assume that the Raiders and the Ravens gave you the best game you've ever seen. And both defenses played well and both offenses played well. And we have like a 27 to 24 game or something. Let's just assume both teams played well. Because I don't want to, you know, make these picks. And and uh, the, the, the Raiders are going to be playing the Steelers. I can't wait for that one. That one's going to be a fun one. But um, let me just get right to Thursday Night Football. New York versus Washington. Uh, we don't know the extent, at least at the time of this recording, I don't know the extent of the Fitzpatrick injury. The Giants look like the Giants have looked for the last couple of years. They're not a very talented team. It's going to take a while to rebuild. I don't... I don't put this on the coaching staff. I think the coaching staff is just fine. I put it on the GM. The Giants plus four versus Washington. I think the Giants are going to have a tough time scoring. Um, so, you know what? If uh, if Bavada says Washington's minus four, I don't generally bet Thursday night games. And I'm not going to, especially with the fluid quarterback situation there. But I'll take Washington there. Why not, right? Um, next game I have on the list, it looks like uh, Cincinnati is, um, what, plus... Actually, as of this time, there's not a uh, there's not a line out for them. I think Chicago handles Cincinnati, but I will say this: Cincinnati, great to see them actually run the ball. Zach Taylor finally runs the ball as a head coach. He's had one of the best weapons in the NFL at his disposal for two years. Well, maybe a year and a half because he was injured. And Joe Mixon, he finally used them. Good for them. Buffalo is minus three and a half according to Bovada versus Miami. Now, let me say this. Miami looked, you know, just fine against the New England Patriots, and I think they're a good team. Buffalo 0-1, uh, 
I know they're going on the road. They're going to house Miami this week. The defense gave me what I needed to see against Pittsburgh, who I think is an underrated offensive team. Um, Miami's going to have trouble scoring against Buffalo. Buffalo is going to have some trouble scoring against Miami, but Buffalo is going to handle Miami. Don't worry about that. Houston versus Cleveland. I already mentioned that. Uh, the line is minus 11.5. I have no problem at all um, taking Cleveland to win that game, but 11.5, that's way too many points. Um, I... <laughs> Gosh, I mean, that's that's way too many points, especially for a team that like completely dominated in their first week against Jacksonville. Houston, they're not awful, everybody. 11 and a half, that's too many. I'll take the points there. Uh, the next one on the list, two rookie quarterbacks squaring off, division foe. I love this matchup as well. We have the New England Patriots versus the New York Jets. Mac Jones, uh, he looked like a young Tom Brady. And I'll say this, Mac Jones today is better than Tom Brady was in his first start. Um, which should be the case. Tom Brady was a six-round pick, even though he was a second-year player when he got his start. Mac Jones, um, first-round pick. He looked great last uh, last week. Uh, Zach Wilson was up and down, but he finished the game well. We have the line right now. Bovada has the New York Jets, uh, what are they, plus five against the New England Patriots. I think that'll be a close game, but I'll take New England. I like their defense. Belichick is always good against rookie quarterbacks. I'll take New England to cover that spread. We'll see how it moves throughout the week. Next, we got Denver versus Jacksonville. Denver ends up dominating um, the New York Giants after kind of a slowish start. Denver's defense has always been kind of an underrated unit. With Bridgewater at least being able to move that offense, I think they're going to be kind of an underrated unit as well. Jacksonville's got some problems. I have no problem with Trevor Lawrence, but they got some problems. I think Denver's defense is going to dominate. Uh, it's Denver minus six, according to Bavada versus, uh, you know, versus those Jaguars. Uh, look, Denver's going to win the game. I think Denver will cover that spread, but that's bordering on too many points for me. I don't really love it. Next game on my list here is we have the San Francisco 49ers who are dominant in the uh, in their game against the uh, the Detroit Lions last week versus the Philadelphia Eagles who are dominate dominant in their game against the Atlanta Falcons. Now the Philadelphia Eagles margin of victory was much better. They looked better against a, a Falcons team, but look, the Falcons didn't play their starters like all of preseason. Um, that's going to happen in week one. Week one was kind of a sloppy week for about half the league there. Uh, look, San Francisco was sharp. They let the Lions score kind of in garbage time. That that game was that game was finished in the first half. So these two teams, I, I really enjoy the matchup here. I think it's going to be a good one. San Francisco opens the week. Bavada has them at minus three and a half um, against the Philadelphia Eagles. I think San Francisco's defensive line is going to give Jalen Hurts some issues. They're going to give him some different looks. I don't know. I, I like San Francisco to cover the spread, um, and I think San Francisco, they're I think they're the second-best team in the NFC behind Tampa Bay Buccaneers, so I'll go with them. We have the uh, the Los Angeles Rams versus the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, both, you know, the, the lines aren't out yet as of the, of the time of this recording. Uh, the Rams look good. The Colts look like they were, um, you know, I was surprised by how thoroughly their defense was dominated by Cincinnati, uh, by Seattle. I'm going to go ahead and take the Rams in this one. Um, we're seeing somewhere around three to four points. I don't know where the line's going to drop for, for Bavada. I'll take the Rams. Next, we have the Raiders versus the Steelers. Um, this the line is not out for this game yet because as of the time of this recording we haven't seen Monday Night Football but uh, it looks like it's going to be within a touchdown I think I'm going to take Pittsburgh to cover that one against the Raiders all day I'm going to be an early season better on Pittsburgh Steelers because people are hating on them for some reason then we got the New Orleans Saints versus the Carolina Panthers now Carolina's defense really impressed me um, now the, the the Jets offense wasn't great last week but hey who was more impressive than the uh, New Orleans Saints last week, if, if anybody? I mean, they were really, really, really good. Bavada has New Orleans minus three versus the Carolina Panthers. 
I am going to take New Orleans to cover this. I kind of went back and forth because I feel like Carolina has more juice uh, defensively than we realize, and their their lines are playing really well. But hey, um, this it, it, here's the thing: I never bet on Jameis Winston. It's one of my rules. Winston could go out and throw four interceptions next week; it would not shock me. So I'm just going to stay away from the game. But if I'm making a pick right now, which I am, I'll take the Saints. Then we got the uh, the Minnesota Vikings, who I mean fell completely flat, blew the game against the uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. Dalvin Cook fumbles late versus the Arizona Cardinals. Cincinnati opens at uh, plus four and a half. Versus the Cardinals, uh, the Cardinals look great. Their defense looked great. I th- and the Cardinals are at home, by the way. I think they're going to house Minnesota. Minnesota is going to have a tough time. Um, you know that Cincinnati win was one that they, frankly, I think they needed. Uh, I I don't like them playing Arizona, who always starts the season fast. I'm going to take Arizona in that game uh, minus four and a half. Then we have Atlanta versus Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay <laughs> opens. <laughs> I'm laughing at this line. I'll get to that in a bit. Let me just say this: Tampa Bay. Um, I think they're the best team in the NFC. Now, health is going to have the biggest um, way, but they're deep everywhere. They're good everywhere. Their cornerbacks are, cornerbacks are a little bit roughed up. They'll be coached up. I'm not worried about that. And they can give up some points because this offense is so darn good. Tampa Bay is minus 13 to open the week against the Atlanta Falcons. That's too many points for me to really get in on the action. But uh, but it's hard for me to pick against Tampa Bay. So I'll say this. I'll take Tampa Bay to cover that spread, but I'm not going to bet my money on it. We have Tennessee versus Seattle. This game is within a touchdown. This game is in Seattle. I think it's stealing money. Tennessee's offense looked awful. Um, I am such a big fan of Arthur Smith, who is now a coach in Atlanta. Um, you know, going through their you know third offensive coordinator and I'm sorry, yeah, their third offensive coordinator and I think three or four years in Tennessee. It's going to take a little while for them to find their identity. Uh, the um, the it, Tannehill was out. Um, I think with COVID in, in camp, you get training camp where like the starters aren't playing a lot. It's going to take a while to build chemistry and timing. Seattle is a thumper offense, and Wilson's plan, he started the year last year really well. I'll take Seattle. Right now, Bavada has Seattle minus six, and I'm going to take Seattle to cover that spread. We got Dallas versus the Chargers. Not a lot to say here. Dallas was very impressive to me on Thursday night football. Their offense is going to move, um, but the Chargers played a really good game, I think, against a really good Washington football team. <clears throat> I think we're going to get more points this week. I think the Chargers defense is better than people think they're going to be, and they're going to get better as we move through the season. Uh, Chargers open up at minus two and a half. I'll take the Chargers. Uh, Kansas City and Baltimore. This line right now, Bavada has Baltimore uh, plus two and a half versus the Kansas City Chiefs. I am on that all day. All day. I'm on that one. Um, Kansas City is going to be able to outscore Baltimore. Baltimore, we're going to see how that run game looks tonight, but I don't care if the running game looks fantastic. If you're telling me the Chiefs are within a field goal, I'm going to take that offense every day of the week. That's great value. I'm going to take Kansas City. Um, once again, Bovada has Kansas City minus 2.5 versus Baltimore, and literally right after I finish recording this, I'm going to put that bet in. Um, I have no problem taking that money. Then we have on Monday Night Football, Detroit versus Green Bay. Detroit opens up at 10.5. Detroit plus 10.5 versus Green Bay at home. Green Bay's always good at home. I think Rodgers will step back. I tend to think Green Bay will win this game, but 10.5 is too many points for me. And the the, the Lions showed some fight to come back against San Francisco at the end of the game, even though it was garbage time for the most part. Um, I like that. Golf kind of settled in as the starter. I think the, the the Lions will probably cover that spread. I think Green Bay will win the game. And there you go. There's my week. So we'll be back, um, I don't know, about next week or the week after. I still got some stuff going on in my life. So we'll, uh, we'll be back as soon as we can with Sam. Uh, I hope everybody enjoyed their week one. We'll catch you again soon.